Welcome to Bunta Vista, episode 209. I am Andrew, and I am at a Limp Biscuit concert in the year 2000. We are, in fact, at the perfect point in time. It is after the release of Significant Other, but we are yet to experience the horror of 9-11. <laughs> Here with me in his signature red cap, chugging a four loco, it's Ben. How's it going, Ben? I'm doing fucking great, dude. You know what? I If someone had told me two years ago that there was a perfect fusion of my two favorite genres, mm-hmm. metal and rap, I would have said, fuck off. Get out of here. How You're can You're describing that the impossible. There's no way that's true. And then I'm here and I'm listening to Fred Durst's lyrical raps and I'm listening to the the amazing metal guitar stylings of Al Borland. Where's Borland? Al Borland. I don't know. Yeah. I'm <laughs> looking at names I can see on my screen right now. Best costumes in the industry. Man loved to dress up. Oh, I fucking love it. Uh, but fucking, I like, yeah, my my sister who was five years older than me when I was like 10 was like, check this shit out. Listen to Significant Other. And I was like, holy fuck, man. This is amazing. I remember uh, my brother in his, uh, what was it, like a, a 1976 Toyota Celica. Sweet. Putting on, uh, putting on the CD of $3 bill, y'all. And just being like, what is happening right now? Being taken away to another place. Is this possible? Is, is the physics possible? behind this real? We all learned about it. Decided to come to this show. Here on my left, in her very best sketches with the thickest eyeliner you've ever seen. It's Lucy. How's it going, Lucy? Hi. And that um, part's part of a fantastical scenario, right? It's not reflecting yeah, it's really your actual like, day-to-day makeup we're in at all. Right now. Um, Try and imagine likely. it just... Sort of a winged eyeliner you're doing there. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's thick-ish. Hard to tell from... Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a Mandela effect because I mm-hmm. swear that we have done an intro about being at a Limp Bizkit concert before. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't shock me, but there's no way to know. I did a double no up the other week, and I knew it like the moment I put the episode out. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, nothing I can do about this. And then, yeah, a bunch of people in the Discord were just like, you've done this one before. I felt awful. I did not enjoy it. Oh, no. Well, here's our other friend. He's waving his hands around a crystal ball, bringing us <laughs> visions of which song Limp Biscuit might play at a future WrestleMania event. It's... The B-Man, it's Batesy, it's Al, the man who hosts the world's only podcast about the intersection of new metal and cinema. Take a look around. Al hosts the show with his sidekick, Sean, who looks up to him as both a mentor (laughs) and a father figure. This is very true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of the grown-up of the Sean and Al. (laughs) He kind of, he does look up to me, and I have kind of taken him under my wing. I would say he's my protege. Uh, (laughs) I think it's so kind of you. Sort of a Batman and Robin situation. Well, that was a very cool thing that my family instilled in me is charity and to do it mm. sincerely as well and uh <laughs> you know i think looking after somebody like sean with their afflictions it, it's a very <laughs> a very noble thing yeah hello i'm <laughs> how are you how is everybody we're great uh, cool. i just want to sorry can we detail the afflictions here? Would... Uh, i'd say they're more deficiencies uh, <laughs> personal like, shortcomings yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah sure. biological sure yeah. Uh, as well but no yeah. yeah no look honestly sean he's he's the dad of the show if anyone's the sidekick 
it's me and maybe Sean. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we do love take a look around. Thank you. Um, I, I love Bunta Vista. Uh, I've, I've, I've been listening since you were the Bunta Vista Socialist Club. Uh, my goodness. <laughs> my goodness. Back time. in the day. Every day that I look at the news, I think, I'm so glad that I don't need to talk about politics on the what? podcast oh, anymore. Yeah. What would you even say? You'd just be like, hey, oh. you'd end up like one of those fucking boomer accounts where you're like, well, Scott Morrison still hasn't said anything. Oh, right. Let's get an hour of material out Scummo. of that. Yeah, oh. dude. <laughs> Let's hear what the opposition leader has to say. Uh. It's like a quiet hum <laughs> in the distance. See, you guys were Sick. smart and like didn't paint yourself into a corner. Whilst now Sean and I are having the anxiety-inducing <laughs> moment of like we're running out of movies, we're running out of new metal stuff to talk about. Uh, we've literally like as a podcast had the exact opposite discussion about your podcast of being like, "Fuck, they were smart to have a podcast that's about something." Yeah, right. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's about something cool. They thought of something cool to it's talk. It's such about. a good idea for a podcast. Honestly, like, thank you. you it's all Sean once again. Uh, it's so good. We were like obsessed with this essay called "Life Is Peachy." I, <laughs> Sean can remember who wrote it. I'm really terrible with remembering names and like finer de- details. But um, this this it was called "Life Is Peachy." It was about it was by some economist. It was kind of about how new metal itself was uh, the 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 economic distillation of like everything at that point and how new metal was the the product of you know uh the middle class and lower classes finally mushing together and look i can't fucking explain this shit but like sean i'll I'll try and find the link for everybody i'm sure people it's it's one of the greatest essays ever anyway (laughs) after reading that sean and i were just like because Sean, I've known Sean forever. Like, uh, I, I, uh, he's a very dear old, dear, very dear and old friend. For years, we've kind of tried to figure out like what's a project we could do. Because I'm not really musical, and he kind of was from a musical background. So like, uh, we talked about doing like a Nicolas Cage podcast for fucking years, mm-hmm. and we didn't realize. Um, you could do stuff like cast or Zancaster or any of like the things possible. So we were just like, well, we don't, we're not in the same room. So however are we going to The technology just isn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, uh, but eventually. Meanwhile, you're like watching people on the news every night talking to someone. Yeah. yeah. In <laughs> <another> city. <laughs> oh, dude, like we're useless with computer stuff, man. Like, sh- like for ages we were having lag. So we thought if we sat next to our modems, it would go quicker. <laughs> like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I need to cut this cord down. Yeah. We need this cord oh, to be dude. as short as possible. Oh, I got to yeah. get this down the pipe. But, but as soon as we figured out. Um, we could just record locally. It wasn't until we did an episode with you, Andrew, where you told us about the, the software that you guys used. So we were here's, just like, here's our podcasting work. Yeah, yeah. No, you Listen really up, did. young bucks. Sean, uh, Sean, hit me up. I remember when was like, "Hey, here's an idea: new metal cinema." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And <laughs> <laughs> just kind remember of remember all those movies you love. Yeah, remember yeah. Matrix. Remember Blade Two. 
Yeah, yeah man. That was only 10 years ago or five years ago. It's too soon to be to reviewing the... the what? Yeah. <laughs> 20, oh, no. 20 to 25 years have happened. Oh, my God. When people talk about when The Matrix came out, I, like, I immediately get, like, 40 more gray hairs. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that, that's, I, I feel like, like up. 20 of my favorite movies came out in 1999, and I'm yeah. always just like, well, that was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm getting wronger every year. I I ran into a guy uh, like a couple of weeks ago who I have not seen in years, right? Um, solely due to him not having a Facebook account. Because mm. it's just like, how would you ever find anybody? How would I you know, know what the fuck is happening in your life unless I'm like outside your house with a pair of binoculars? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I didn't know where that house was, you know? So, <laughs> so I, I like ran into this guy... Uh, who I, I had not seen. I worked it out later and I was like, I don't think I've seen this dude who was like my one of my best friends in high school and stuff. I hadn't seen him in like 18 years, thereabouts. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, that's that's long enough to make someone who's legally an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Had, you, had he had a child? Cause I, oh, I, we, we both had kids with us and yeah, we, had, nice. we had never oh, seen wow. each other's kids or anything. And and all of my memories of this guy, like um, uh, like hanging out at his house, and his dad, um, his dad would like go back and forth to Hong Kong a lot, so he would bring back like a lot of like pirated DVDs, hell and yeah, all that sort of stuff. And he had like a giant rear projection TV and a big home theater system with a subwoofer, and we would watch like. Rush Hour and The Matrix and Fuck shit like yeah. that. His, like cam his... rips of them on like VCD. Oh, I, I remember somebody getting a cam rip of um of The Phantom Menace. They were like, we could watch The Phantom Menace before it comes out of the movies. And they put it on and you can see like the bottom right 20% of the screen and just hear every time like something happens, the whole crowd stands up and goes, yay. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like I'm getting the most out of this movie. But, um, yeah, just very, very strange to think of this guy and be like, oh, you know, the last time we were hanging out, uh, we were watching, like, The Matrix a year after it had come out at movies. <laughs> right on. <laughs> very long time ago now, man. Yeah, dude. It, I had, like, a similar thing where it was, uh, like, a friend who was a very young parent and kind of, I hadn't seen them in maybe 15 years. And they, it was just like, a, oh, your kid's like a well-adjusted normal person who's doing really well at school. And you turned out to not be a complete, like, <laughs> burnout teenage parent. And I'm the piece of shit now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's the twist, man. That's the twist is that, like, uh, I think for people, you know, having kids when they're younger and stuff, like, for a lot of people, it just all of a sudden it forces you to have responsibility yeah, yeah. It forces you to go oh no unless i stop doing all of my bullshit and look after this person <laughs> a bunch of bad stuff's gonna happen yeah know? well i mean yeah I, you hope that's what happens i mean i feel like more often than not it it doesn't work out like yeah exactly <laughs> like not oh, i've got a kid and i'm a teenager well fuck not that i'm teen parents like more power to them they're doing they're doing what they can sometimes it's a cycle that, that just can't be broken i'm not shaming anybody here yep. but uh, <laughs> but uh you know i've met we've like, all nodded in someone we weren't supposed to nod yeah in, you and know? like i was a youth Jesus. worker for a while so like like you know i totally i whatever 
But like heaps of teen parents I've met via being a youth worker, you know, interesting parenting choices. But everyone's mm. riding their own horse. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to judge. Helicopter parenting doesn't work either. So I, what's you, the right? You're, like, <laughs> you're kind of destined to like fuck up your child in some way, regardless of like oh, how exactly. good your life is. What's yeah. You're bringing your own neuroses thing? and like weirdness and shit into it. Everyone's going to grow up, get to like this age and be like, well, this is all the dumb fucking shit my parents did. And this is why I'm such a fucked up little yeah, weirdo exactly. now. That's yeah. that Conan O'Brien thing where he's just like, my only parenting tip is like, they're going to fucking bitch about you in therapy no matter what you do, yeah. which is like, mm. yeah, cool. Maybe that- You coddled them too much. You were too much of an asshole. You were actually yeah. too much in the middle that they couldn't develop at all. Like, is there's it, no- Is it nature? Win. Is it nurture? I don't- <laughs> Look, it's, it's none. You're destined to be fucked up regardless of what happens. Yeah. Some people make all the right choices as a parent. Some people do not give uh, their kids all of the, I guess, uh, information and context that they need to do a lot of, like- critical thinking yeah. and assessment of the information that mm-hmm. they've been given. And we're going to find out a little more about that in this week's <laughs> poll report. I'm going to grab another cup of tea. Every time I think the Polish national anthem is about to end, it keeps going. Yeah, it's like the fucking Return of the King over here. There's like four false endings in there. Yeah. You ready to come back in on your podcast and these guys? The Polish uh, masters of suspense. They're busy singing about Napoleon and running people through with a sword and all this uh, kind of thing. Incidentally, Batesy, I've got the uh, the same mug as you. Oh, really? You're drinking your tea out of the like Japanese Homer. Mr. Sparkle mug? Yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm like my parents uh or not even just my whole family when it's Christmas, uh just for Secret Santa, everyone just gets me Simpsons shit, which rocks because like That's I'm nice. a fucking I'm a child of the nineties. Uh, yeah, I like the Simpsons. <laughs> uh, but Am I am I correct in thinking that Lucy has a Mr. Sparkle tattoo? Yeah, I do. That rocks. Oh for real. You know, little Mr. Sparkle? Mm-hmm. She's listening to you guys talk about your mugs, your oh, little mugs. Also, the child of the nineties. <laughs> Only nineties kids remember The Simpsons. That's such. Oh, uh, dude, one of the fucking. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I, I know I've just cut in on poll report, but I remember. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I was talking to a kid at work about The Simpsons, and they were just like, "That's like an old person's kind of thing," and just oh, being like, "Fuck, <laughs> god 
damn it. <laughs> but it also would have been worse if they're like, yeah, I love like the new seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah, no, and like, no. fuck you. Yeah. You Lisa, dumb piece Lady of shit. Gaga, so good. <laughs> See, season Elon 32 Musk, rocks. He's there, isn't that fun? Mm. Bot is a uh, Twitch streamer? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck. That's uh, real. If that's, that's a real, a real ex- no, it's not. That's a real is one. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck I'm you. Why sure. would you tell me that? I saw The oh Simpsons once and Bart was doing uh, video game streams and I decided that I wanted to die. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, I don't like how... Yeah, like uh, like they did one of the episodes where they were like, "Ah, oh, remember when Homer was in his early twenties, and that was the nineties, and he invented grunge." I do mm. remember that. It's like, like hanging out, out with here. Sonic Youth and stuff. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't just. Oh. The poll report. Uh, this is from a YouGov poll that contacted a nationally representative sample of one thousand five hundred U.S. adult citizens. This has been weighted according to gender, age, race, and education, as well as twenty sixteen presidential vote registration status, geographic region, and news interest. The margin of error is approximately three percent for the overall sample. So I was uh, skimming through this YouGov poll, and this one really made me go. Uh-huh. This one says, uh, in your opinion, how likely is it that the following scenarios are true? We have uh, that the threat of the coronavirus was exaggerated for political reasons. 40% of US adults say that that is definitely slash probably true. Um, people who are fully vaccinated, it's 28%. And people who refuse to be vaccinated, it's 85%. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's a funny sort of implication the, like the idea that these people that refuse to be vaccinated are like, oh, they're not exaggerating. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just hate needles, you know. Yuck. Uh, then they asked if uh, people think that the following scenario is true, that vaccines have been shown to cause autism. 18% of US adults say definitely slash probably true. 58% say definitely probably false. 25% in the middle say, not sure. People who are vaccinated, oddly enough, say, I think it's fine. Only 7% of people who are vaccinated think that that is definitely slash probably true. I mean, that's honestly right. good on them. They, 7% of those people believe that vaccine cause autism. And they're, and they're like, just yeah, still been like, me. Yeah, I'll get it. Great. <laughs> Have been shown. Well, I mean, you got a 3% margin of error in there, you know, that's, that's okay. okay. Uh, this last one is what got me, I think. Uh, that the U.S. government is using the COVID-19 vaccine to microchip the population, mm-hmm. 20% of U.S. adults believe that to be true. Now, That's I'm not lot. great at maths. That's, That's one, one in, in every five. 100 yeah. people, right? Take, yeah. your, take yeah. your hand. Take your hand and fold four of your fingers yeah. down. Yeah. That's one guy. Every five guys that you meet. You got one guy left. One of those guys is like... I can't have a microchip floating up and giving me an embolism. You know? So, like, you go into a room, there's 25 people in there. Mm-hmm. Five of those people are like, <laughs> microchip. The five people totally. huddled in the corner around the jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> with with tinfoil on their head. Yep. And- <laughs> uh, putting in their nickels and playing Steely Dads, reel it in the ears totally. over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Great song. Ain't a crime yet. We- <laughs> They're working we- on it, though. 
So, so we've we've done these before, right? Like looked at different polls and stuff like that. A lot of uh, a lot of things we've had on these shows that are like, um, you know, scientists say a glass of red wine, blah blah mm. blah, and. Something that uh, Ben has talked about in the past from when he used to do uh, articles for, like, pedestrian and stuff Mm. like that was that you would be sent press releases that say, scientists say this thing, and he would then have to take the journey of reading the press release and then going back to the person talking about it and then going back and finding the study that they're talking about and then reading through the study and finding the actual information which doesn't really suggest the thing that the headline does. One of my like the one of the examples that sticks out the most in my mind which it, it's an irrational thing for me to be this pissed off about for a Still. website that like <laughs> counted for so little but it was one about like the, the lead on the press release was Sydney's most popular coffee order. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. How would you get that data? And then I was like looking at it. And like at this point, we'd basically already written the headline for it before I'd written the story. And I was like, hmm. Uh, and it was a like an app for ordering your coffee in advance. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know the one you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Is it Skibs? I don't, I have no fucking idea, but it was like, so it was like, oh, so it's sampled from people that would use this app and based on their own reporting. So it's not that it's not Sydney's most popular coffee order. It's like, it's this app's most popular coffee order. And everyone was like, well, that makes the headline really ugly. So you should probably just go with (laughs) like Sydney's most popular coffee order. But that's, that's not what it is. It's not a representative sample at all. That, that doesn't show you anything. And then got into a very heated argument with everyone. And uh, how, how many people do you think if they were ordering their coffee from, Oh, it's, it's not a delivery thing, right? It's the it's no, skip, you, is, skip is like the I'm going to order it and then I can just. I walk use it in here. It you can order it on your way to work and pick up you your coffee. Basic yeah. bitch. <laughs> a basic Genius. bitch. <laughs> Fuck the See, line. I, I was reading a thing about um about like uh, Netflix saying here are all of our most watched movies. Oh, you which know? you can't believe They're in lying. the slightest. They're like, lying to you. They say number one with a bullet. Ninety nine million people watched. Uh, Chris Hemsworth in the Russo Brothers movie Extraction, you know, and I watched it because I'll watch fucking anything. And whenever you look down this list, so so like the the top 10, it's pretty much all like Netflix originals. Yeah. Which they also push that stuff the hardest on the app. Like it's always at the top and it is impossible to surface like other shit. Well, I I had a moment of thinking to myself like, well, you know, maybe it's because... um, Maybe this is kind of like proving the point for Netflix that uh, they like they've sunk they sink all this money into making content. Maybe it's just proving the point that like on streaming services you have all of this shit that you've seen before, or like stuff from the nineties and the two thousands and everything. Maybe this is demonstrating that like people people just want content. They just want yeah. new oh, content. Sure. They just want chum bucket. And then you see the footnote down the bottom that says this is based on people having watched two minutes of the movie mm. yeah so if you put on the movie and you see the netflix thing come up and you see one or two production company logos and then it starts to get a bit of the way through the credits and then mark Wahlberg pops up and he goes i'm fucking serious and you just turn it off they're like you watched it you watched it that counts that counts you watched our movie our netflix original and you probably fucking loved it 
and they chalk up the big number, you know? Oh, wow. I yeah. love that all of, like, the, number, the, you know? the Netflix stuff for foreign markets when it gets redubbed for Western audiences, and it's always, like, a show called Money Bank or, like, Danger... <laughs> Money, <laughs> Money Heist is yeah, the yeah, funniest yeah. fucking Danger name. Plane or just, yeah. like, Very these funny. really basic <laughs> titles. I, like, for ages didn't... I. I People watch this shit, man. Like, I for ages didn't believe that anybody watched Money Heist. I remember, like, when I was working in an office, in a cubicle, just getting up and seeing uh, Joanna, lovely lady, but, like, she was sitting on her desk like this with her phone, <laughs> phone in her hand. Watching Money Heist. Fucking Money Heist. <laughs> Fucking, no offense to uh, Andrew and Joanna. Lucy, but- uh, people with office jobs watch literally everything. This is what happens when you don't work seven nights of the week. You go home to your house, you cook a sad little dinner, and then you watch like 10 episodes of whatever fucking garbage Netflix has thrown hey, up on your fucking hey, thing. Hey, I take offense to that. I was watching all kinds of fucking moronic stuff way before I had an office job. Yeah, I used to watch worse shit. <laughs> I, like, work two days a week right now, and I'm still just watching 10 hours of fucking rubbish. I was saying to Andrew and Lucy before we recorded that I've managed to watch all of Big Love, the Bill Paxton woman show in, like, Uh a fortnight. Just just literally will wake up and go, okay, well, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm a normal human being, and I will start watching Big Love right now. (laughs) I work, like, five to six nights a week. So the mm. one night off that I have, I'll be like, I have to make this single totally perfect choice. And then what ends up happening is that I get very stoned and I watch like five hours of archival footage from the 60s. Yeah, baby. Of like US <laughs> Navy survival techniques. Yeah. And then I'm like, was that a night well spent? Yes. Because if my, if I crash land in the desert, I'm fine now. Yeah. <laughs> I know what's got to be done. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so we have like, you know, we look at the numbers on things like the Netflix thing and the coffee story. And as soon mm. as you actually like delve into it a bit, you go, oh, that's not really a thing, you know? No. Mm. Whereas when I saw the headline on this story, when I saw like this particular thing pulled out, this data point pulled out, I immediately sent it to Ben and said, we have to look into this and see if this is actually representative or anything. And we both looked at it and were like... Oh no! They yeah. they they talked to thousands of people and weighted their samples and everything. This is like one in five. That sounds people believable. Out of, hmm, yeah, out of thousands of people. This reminds it's the me Bill of Gates microchip. A, there's a study that came out in Australia like a couple of years ago. Like it was a similar survey of like people in Australia that agreed with like Pauline Hanson's no Muslims uh, immigration thing, where the number was like mm. it was somewhere between twenty five and fifty percent. Like it was a massive number. And then everyone was like, oh, they only surveyed 1,300 people. That's not representative. And then a bunch of people had to be like, no, the way they conduct these polls, that number is 100% representative of the population. And you're like, oh, that's the most depressing fucking shit I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. It's like, oh, that's the population of most small towns in Australia. Mm. Yeah. yeah, of course, the population of small towns in Australia hate Muslims. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, we don't all live in Sydney, and also a bunch of the people in Sydney believe that too. Oh, mm. yeah, big time. Yeah, Jesus. it's half of half of 
literally half of Western Sydney. It's like the fucking Western Bank out there, man. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just full on. Yeah. Anyway. So you have that kind of thing, right? You've got numbers and statistics and actually talking to people. That's not what this next segment is all about. Uh, we had a listener, Silky, uh, who wrote in <laughs> to suggest that we might get a kick out of the subreddit retconned. And boy, were they right. Hell as yeah. soon as I started looking at this thing, I was fucking delighted. Right? They were. You told us to look at this, and I was like, why? And then I spent five minutes on there, and I was like, oh, this is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Batesy, you know what uh, people are normally referring to when they say retcon, right? Yeah, like, you know, Aunt Marge is now played by some uh, other lady, or mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is how Bill and Ted met at high school. They didn't meet it. Professor Miyagi's karate combo. I don't know. But yeah, I know what oh, you mean. Wolverine was, uh, he was a, 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 a product uh, of the oh. Weapon X experiments, not a, a, a literal Wolverine that was turned into a man by the high evolutionary mm. as a very specific example <laughs> from the Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah so, so our common understanding of this is retroactive changes to continuity. It's usually applied to long running things like comic books. Shit for nerds. Shit for yeah. nerds, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's not what... <laughs> so that's not what this is right this is a a reddit uh community and the description that they have offered themselves for us it goes as follows <clears throat> about the community a public sub for those experiencing the phenomenon of the retcon effect or real life retroactive continuity sometimes known as the mandela effect r slash retconned is a public sub for discussion of the retcon effect under the presupposition that for whatever reason it is really happening at the exclusion of explanations like it's always been that way you remembered it incorrectly you were taught wrong when you were growing up surely mapping technology has gotten better by now logos change over time or even it's a very common misconception <laughs> Just because you never knew about it before, and our favourite, it's just human error. <laughs> now, I do note that in this description, they have referred to the Mandela effect, right? So, mm. we, we all know what the Mandela effect is, right? It is false memories shared by many people. Yeah. Um, one, one of the most common examples of this is remembering the title of the Berenstain Bears children's books as being spelled Berenstain. Um, the logo of clothing fruit brand, uh, the clothing brand yeah, Fruit of the yeah. Loom featuring a cornucopia and the existence of a 1990s movie entitled Shazam starring comedian Sinbad as a genie. Uh, so basically all, all like correct. All <laughs> real things. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no. So the explanation uh, for this from science talking people is that uh, that. Like, you, you have a whole bunch of people independently getting, uh, getting this information and all sort of coming to this conclusion. And then they run into somebody else and they go, I also thought there was a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad as a genie. Um, that you're just not just confusing with the movie Kazam that stars that's Shaq? 
Not allowed on retconned. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Sorry, I can't. it did. It yeah. did star Shaq, and also apparently there was a thing in the nineties where Sinbad introduced an Ali Barber and the Forty Thieves thing dressed up as a genie. Mm. So a bunch of people like are going to have seen that. these things, conflated them in their minds, you know, or. The fabric of reality has changed, and only you, the protagonist of reality, can remember how it really was. This is what is fascinating about this to me, right? They refer to the Mandela effect, but they're not, affer- they're not referring to the common understanding of the Mandela effect, which is something that a whole bunch of people have collectively misremembered. Like, that's what it fucking means, right? Mm. Instead, yeah. they think that the Mandela effect is... A thing that has really happened, like reality changed. They think yeah, they're like in the- some kind of matrix type situation. Yeah. yeah so, so people yeah. on this subreddit think that at some point, like at the moment that they realized they were wrong about something, basically, they're like, "Oh, that's when my reality shifted." Yeah. Yeah, that's I've got the residue of the old reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I came off the big train tracks. Someone hit the big switcher, and I fell back into the lane where they spell it Berenstain Bears, you know? Here are the retconned subreddit rules of engagement. Mm -hmm. No name calling. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) That's a healthy rule for any community, all right? Yeah, that seems fair. Start from a place of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This one's one's curious to me. No downvoting. All downvotes will automatically be upvoted to zero by the mods. I would love to see the secret downvote version of this subreddit to see the people that have been subreddit that sub downvoted. It's a real positive vibes only subreddit. No telling people they have memory problems. Mm. Mm. No No explaining anything. Be polite and respectful of all people posting. If you disagree with them or think that their idea is absurd, you are still required to be kind to them. Lovely. Do not tell- This is all caps. Do not tell anyone they are wrong about what they remember. Do not tell anyone that any theory they propose is wrong, stupid, or impossible. You may discuss alternate possibilities, but you must be nice to people. Sure. <laughs> no gaslighting in retconned. <laughs> <laughs> Do not dismiss other people's memories or experiences just because it doesn't match yours or you don't agree with it. In short, do not tell others what is and isn't a Mandela effect. Again, they're referring to it as though it's a thing that's really happening, not a commonly accepted classification of misremembering something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, with that as the setup of yeah. here's what the Reddit's about, of here's what the Reddit's about, and here's how everyone must speak to each other, that one will find in the retconned community. <clears throat> I was watching Star Wars this weekend when I noticed a change in Boba Fett. <laughs> I was 10 years old when the original Star Wars was released. I watched it numerous times in the theaters, so many times. I also watched Empire Strikes Back so many times. I've been a huge fan of Star Wars my entire life. I was also in marching band in high school, and our (laughs) band uniform had braided shoulder loops. Not sure what they're called, but I remember putting them on and how they actually felt to wear. Throughout my life, I've noticed any time I saw them, but mainly I saw them on military uniforms and band uniforms. But I've never in my life seen them on Boba Fett, ever. 
And I've watched Empire so many times in my life, it isn't even funny. <laughs> it kind of is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it a little bit funny. <laughs> but this weekend, I saw them. Here's a picture of him with them on. And at this point, we have a still from the movie. <laughs> That's not even from the movie. It's just a have picture you- of a costume. Yeah, yeah, the braid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, so so there's a picture of Boba Fett with the braid on, right? And he's freaking out at this because, well, not because he hasn't noticed it before. You're not allowed to say that. Yeah, no, you could not point out that, like, I was obsessed with the Star Wars visual dictionaries when I was a kid and that that was like, hey, this is a Wookiee braid. I'm yeah. Like, oh, sick. Mm-hmm, That's dope. Mm-hmm. Dude, was it the DK ones? Yeah, man, absolutely yeah, fucking lovely. Oh, I got. Uh, I, I'm oh. literally there's one like right over there. It's like a meter <laughs> away from me. He rocks so much. <laughs> he follows this up with, but here is a picture where they're not visible, and he posts a picture in which Boba Fett is holding up his gun and completely obscuring that part of his body. Sure. He says it might be behind the gun. Yeah, it's behind the gun, man. <laughs> yeah, it's got a feeling behind it's behind the gun. gun. And also, it depends, like, I think he was wearing a different outfit in Return of the Jedi, so are they, because uh, yeah. does he have a cape in Return of the Jedi? I He's got a cape. Oh, crazy. this image he doesn't have the cape. He doesn't yeah. have a cape, but I think that's pretty unlikely. I think it's more likely the reality changed. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's right. Probably the there was a Mandela reality. effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know reality's not real. I, I like, like, the first thread I found on retconned was... Hey guys, I'm new here. Mental health questions. <laughs> oh no, I saw that today. I was just like, oh, this. Don't is ask not about that, bro. You are getting banned. You're getting yeah, banned. Yeah, that's a ban. That media ban. This uh, is gonna be very upsetting. What are the replies everyone? in the Star Wars thing? So, so this guy says, "This is a brand new thing for me. It's easy to say you just never noticed them before. Yes, it is, but you don't know me. You don't know how my mind works. All the little things I notice." All the time. You have no idea how many times I've watched Star Wars Empire, nor how many ways these movies have been a part of my life. I don't know, man. You sound like a fake fan to me. That's what I'm (laughs) comments. Where's your visual dictionary, bitch? Reference uh, Lucy's three quarter sleeve tattoo of Boba Fett. Uh, you would <laughs> know. It's a, a fifth. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. To answer your question, Al, uh, the very first reply on every post in the retconned uh, subreddit is an auto moderator post that says, due to overuse, the phrase. Just because you never heard of something doesn't mean it's a Mandela effect or similar is not welcome here and is a violation of rule number nine. Continued arguing and push for this narrative without consideration of our community will get you banned. Uh, Someone else says, okay, those are new to me as well. Never seen them before. To which OP says, cool. Thanks for letting me know. This is followed by a post that has been removed by the moderator. Uh, that post said, he definitely always had that Wookiee braid. <laughs> <laughs> the moderator says, post removed. Please review our sub description and rules before posting again. We treat the subject differently here. And the phrase, always been that way, is not received well. So what can Jesus. you reply if you disagree? You have to agree. You're a fool. You can just say, reality. oh, that's weird. Well, well pe- <laughs> people, people reply with stuff and say like, 
okay. Oh, <laughs> I have the Star Wars vig- visual dictionary, which I always looked at, and it says that it's a Wookiee braid, and he had it and everything, and I bought this dictionary in 1992, and he says, uh, and he'll say something like, Oh, well, I saw the movie in the 70s, so I guess the 90s must have been when reality shifted and everybody started to see oh, this right. thing. Mm. Yeah, okay. All right. And everyone goes, wow, interesting. That's, that's right. I am glad. Yeah. Uh, J1111 replies, I totally know the feeling of standing up and screaming, what the fuck is this at the TV? <laughs> it wasn't Star Wars, but it was a pen and teller fool us. <laughs> when Louis Anderson popped out from behind a red curtain, very much alive. That man's show, Life with Louis, ended when he abruptly died from a heart attack in 1997. The series finished out posthumously with his remaining episodes, but it ultimately ended in 1998 after the writers decided Louis was irreplaceable and it was his show. After Googling Louis after seeing him on Penn and Teller's show, I found out he's been on Baskets since 2016. Ironically, 2016 is when I was first Mandela effect affected, so I guess Louis popped back into existence in 2016 for me? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just for the record, comedian Louis Anderson has never been dead. He has been working literally the entire time. He has been in a show or movie Every year since the year this person thinks that he died. Mm. Every year I, from 1998 onwards, he has mm, been in a I, TV show or a movie. I, uh, uh, and then everybody goes, yeah, you're right. Hearing about him dying in the 90s means that he really died in the 90s. And the explanation must be something else and not it being much easier to just receive non-verified information in 1997. <laughs> mm. uh, I... I think that makes more sense that reality has shifted (laughs) (laughs) once again. I like, I got him for cameo. You know, that cameo thingy that where you hire celebrities to read a memo. I did it for a friend for his 30th. So if Louis Anderson has been dead this whole time, who have I given money to? (laughs) That's creepy. That's creepy, man. It's just, it's, it's so cool to me that they have created this whole community that just says you are only allowed to agree with people. You're it not allowed so to say- It have a very basic explanation, too. You're not allowed like- to say- Like, if you Google Louis Anderson or Louis Anderson dead, it just says, hey, there were a lot of, like, hoaxes about him being dead in the 90s, but he's not. He's fine. Look at him. Here he is. Mm. You go into IMDb and it's just a never-ending list of credits. And then all the credits rearrange into some dead <laughs> language that has never been spoken. And the curse lifts. Reality gets shifted. Honestly, this is it like, it's the most wholesome subreddit where you can just log on and be like, um, I don't think I've ever heard of the Kia Sorento before. And then like 50 <laughs> people be like, dude. It must have never existed. <laughs> I bet Because that's all they're allowed to say. Till the exact moment. It's like the like the confirmation bias thing yeah. of like of like mm. we we bought we like however many years ago we bought a Ford Cougar and then I was like, boy, I'm seeing a lot of Ford Cougars around. Totally. Mm. It's like I see yeah, a lot of AU Falcons on the road. Yeah. A ton of them out there. Just didn't know they existed before, so that's probably mm. it. Here's one that Lucy liked. When did oh. green onions become chives? This is a prime example of like it has a very simple explanation and it's that some people call green onions chives, but go hit, on. Hit us with this one, Lucy. Give us this pose. 
Oh, okay. This one has been bothering me for some time. Remember those thick, dark green, delicious garnishings you used to chop up and put on baked potatoes with sour cream? You know, with the unmistakable chive flavor? (laughs) Well, apparently now people are just cutting up green onions, calling this green onion cousin a chive, and acting as if chives never existed before. Some people Sorry. just call things different things. They just call they're like different and they're all very similar. Like a green onion and chive, mm. very similar things. Mm. I'm sorry, but I know what a green onion is as the garnish is used heavily in this area due to Asian influence. <laughs> These things mm. people are calling chives are green onions, all caps. At some point years ago, I ate at a restaurant and I thought it was a really low class place because they use green onions on the baked potato instead of chives. Little Imagine that being the thing that made you think a place was low class. What's the fucking high class place you're eating at that's got baked oh, potatoes? I'm, I'm here. I'm here in a Michelin starred restaurant ordering a baked potato. I'm sorry, are these green be onions? <laughs> this better be the best sour cream of my fucking life. I paid seventy dollars for this. Which uh, which farm did the pork come from for these bacon bits? So. <laughs> Oh, my God. Little did I know that it has always been done this way. People are calling green onions chives now. (laughs) It's so fucking cool that people get... It's so cool that people get slightly confused and act like they're in Dark City. Yeah, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Just, where am I? (laughs) Oh, every night when I go to sleep, reality just changes around and locks back into place. Just like instead of chives, there's a slightly larger green sliced thing on your potato. You're like, well, while I was asleep, literally all of reality has changed. (laughs) There's no other way to understand what I'm experiencing right now. Chives, like, it's like shallots and onions, right? It's just like they're the same shit, but just not. I'd always thought chives were just like the shoots of onions. Chives are very small. I, I could, chives, yeah, are, chives are smaller well, just, in diameter. Certainly. I came across this in America. What they call green onions, I think I would call chives. Like the little circular green stuff you would put on as a garnish. Sure. Yeah, that's a chive, right? You know, I'd call it a chive, yeah. but maybe oh. they're slightly different. Who knows? Oh, fuck me. Well, I guess that's that's the other thing that I love is like the complete um the complete sort of disregard for the idea that things are called different things in different regions like yeah. and not even not even being like, oh, I went to Malaysia and they called this a chive. It's like in America, you could just go two states over and have them be no. like, no, this is chili. Chili has cinnamon in it and milk, you know? Oh, so yeah. Chives, yeah, but Cincinnati are, chili. They're a relative of like what we yeah, would Yeah, apparently maybe call. they're different, but they're relatively yeah. interchangeable. So this is what some might call one. scallions, mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. green onions or shallots, depending on where you are. Yeah, but they're, they're all pretty much the same thing. Instead of Googling this and confronting this idea, I think I'll go to my favorite subreddit and do a post <laughs> where everybody is forced by the moderators to agree with me. To tell me that I am the world's smartest genius. <laughs> right. I'm basically the Neo of this universe because I know that uh, chives used to be smaller. This is like a a wholesome version of targeted individuals where instead of agreeing that you're being followed by the government, it's just agreeing that onions have changed. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. 
You're right. Chives did used to be different in the Hey, 70s. I don't know you, and I don't know shit about you, but I do know that you've shifted through dimensions permanently. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, this one killed us when we found it. This is from uh, user Tair20. Parmesan slash Parmesan cheese. So I guess if we're being generous here, and we know this is an American person, they might be saying Parmesan Sean. and Parmesan. Yes. <laughs> so so the the first Parmesan in this is spelled the way you would expect, P-A-R-M-E-S-A-N. And the second is P-A-R-M-A-S-E-A-N. The Irish spelling of Sean. Which I'm Yeah, the proper spelling of Sean. <laughs> Sean. So this person says, <laughs> currently, Parmesan is the correct spelling, but it hasn't always been the case for me. For most of my life, I've been in the Parmesan dimension, but one fateful day, I ended up in Parmesan land. I can't, I can't not read it as, as Parmesan. It That's the only way I'll be reading it. But it's Parmesan is the funniest interpretation. It's Parmesan to me, you know. I remember the day vividly, March 2019. I was dog-sitting for a family friend and got home from the morning walk around 10 a.m. Checked the mail and got some bad news about my credit. <laughs> I was struggling a bit at the time and I was worried this new development would hinder my plans to move in with my long-distance girlfriend. Who's <laughs> real, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Moving all the way She's to Canada. two states over. You wouldn't know about her. Before getting ready for work, I browsed Reddit for a bit. Oh, you browse Reddit a lot and you have a long-distance girlfriend? <laughs> The perfect life. Specifically, this very subreddit. I saw a post detailing the spelling changes of Parmesan cheese. It had changed to Parmesan. (laughs) (laughs) Incredulous, I checked the cheese container in the fridge. It read Parmesan. I I desperately need to know if it's a container that someone wrote Parmesan on. Parmesan. (laughs) Or if it was like a brand, you know. A few months later, I had cleared up my financial issues and moved in with a girlfriend who continues to be real. This is where I'd noticed that I had shifted back. I had been a heavy smoker for years. The girlfriend hated it and was very upfront about it. I came home one day and announced I was quitting, but she didn't seem to care too much. I thought that to be beyond weird, but it jogged my Parmesan memory. Okay. I checked the spelling and it had returned to parmesan i have stayed in this dimension ever since sure <laughs> uh it sounds like he's got a pretty firm grip <laughs> on, <laughs> on definitely the th- fact that this is all triggered by like uh, uh stress that he was experiencing yeah, right. yes. <laughs> okay okay so you're you're saying that clearly mr parmesan has a firm grip and that's that's cool let's just see if he's got any other information in this post Growing up, I wasn't spiritual or anything. I was terrified of the paranormal and occult <laughs> and all that. Mm-hmm. I do note, I do note that as he talks over and over about Parmesan, that he has typos all yeah. over the place in his own post. He spelled Parmesan wrong multiple times in his article. Even without the Parmesan. What if he wrote Parmesan on the container in the fridge? You know? yeah. He's just looking at his own handwriting like, whoa, really? Good, good enough for me. <laughs> Terrified of the paranormal, 
2016, <laughs> I had an intense spiritual awakening, and nowadays my mind is wide open. I coped by developing a bit of a power fantasy around gained spiritual powers. Mm. Sort of like Aang in Avatar. Look. <laughs> hmm. I've had three NDEs in my life, near-death experiences. Of course. One of which actually occurred <laughs> in the Parmesan dimension. Oh. <laughs> my girlfriend and I were driving to the grocery store. She's real. When a Jeep ran a red light, I was in the passenger seat and it should have plowed into me. But all I remember is looking at the reflection of the Jeep in the rearview mirror thinking, if any of that spiritual power is real, stop that car. And then it did. Anyway, not sure what compelled me to post this today. Guess I just need to finally move past it. <laughs> Too long didn't read. Woke up one day and Parmesan cheese was spelled like Parmesan. <laughs> Had a near-death experience later that year and noticed it reverted back. Anyone else remember that postal spelling? He reverted Sorry. back to the Parmesan dimension when he had a near-death experience. No, I think he reverted back to the Parmesan dimension. I think the, the near-death oh, experience shunted him back. He, he got Maybe the Lucy's powers is a Parmesan of- dimension. <laughs> Maybe the I character am. from Avatar. You guys talking about Parmesan? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you mean Parmesan? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I um I immediately started googling, trying to figure out if anybody spells it. Uh, well, yeah, my, right? my thought was maybe that it's just one of those things where sometimes it's like transliterated weird, and then every time I did, it would be a listing on like Amazon or whatever, but on the actual product itself, yeah. it would be spelt normally. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the only thing I felt, uh, the only thing I found was the only like thing you sensed in the Parmesan. <laughs> the only thing I sensed. <laughs> I was I was waving my hands around my computer, trying to get any signals from the Parmesan dimension. I turned my TV on; it was just static. Hands up, you know. And the only thing I found was like uh, dozens and dozens of recipes for like chicken Parmesan uh, mm. submitted to websites by, by random yahoos. Just so they were all. I was like, "What the fuck?" There's a chicken parmesan on Epicurious, and you go and look, and it's just like submitted by some dipshit. Uh, all of that, and then the only products that you could find would say like parmesan cheese, and you go and look, and then it has a picture of the packaging that says parmesan on it, and it's very clear that whoever was doing the data entry fucked up. <laughs> Uh, yeah. let's see, let's see what we have in the replies here. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, okay. This, this person says, it used to be palm again for me. <laughs> it did. It never was. You just spelled Parmesan wrong, because they say Parmesan. This they person sure wrote Parmesan with a G. <laughs> Used to be Parmigan. <laughs> you just can't. You've never been spelling it right. That's is what your problem they, is. It's because they say Parmesan in America. That makes sense. You just spelt it wrong. Were they trying to do like um? Were they were they trying to do like the the Italian Parmigiano? Oh, maybe type thing. But they've in their brain they've mushed that and Parmesan together. They've said Parmesan. I love. I just love that it's like it used to be this for me, and and then at some point I saw enough packaging that my brain said that can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just love that it boils down to, have you guys noticed that something's changed? Oh, no, I've misremembered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. It is 100%. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful community it's some real like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind shit to just be like I'll be blissfully happy if I don't remember when I was wrong <laughs> uh, Ben should we dip in to ye old mailbag and see what has been sent in to the hotline I would love to I just want to read out this one last example I've Ooh, got okay. here from uh, the retconned Sorry. because I think this really speaks volumes about what's <laughs> happening here so this is from the user standing underscore on underscore my underscore neck wonderful song uh, from the band Splendora uh, the Arctic Circle is hot <laughs> I've seen some headlines recently about the Arctic Circle getting into triple digits. Since when has it been warm enough in that area of the planet to go without a jacket? Never mind about a heat stroke. Yeah. <laughs> well, best not to dive into the details. Best not. I've got some real bad news for you, pal. <laughs> Shit's getting kind of fucked. Yeah. And there's lots of replies in there of people being like, oh, yeah, but also climate change. Mm, climate change happened. <laughs> We're just in the Palmer Sean dimension. So once we go, once we revert back, everything's going to be all good. (laughs) It'll click back. It'll all be fine. It'll all be fine. I, I'm sure I've, I've done that on this show before. Something where you're like, huh, somebody told me in 2002 that that person died. And I can see now that that is not the case. I've had tons of those moments of just being like, oh, that wasn't true at all. Someone told me that when I was 14 years old and they were full of shit. Uh, but here's the thing. What I generally do is I type that into my computer and immediately I'm you, like just swamped. You accept the new information. Deluged with information saying, no, no, Louis Anderson didn't die. He's here. You can contact him and have him say a message for money. <laughs> 50 for 50 bucks, bucks he'll say yeah. happy birthday, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> And instead of saying, I just, uh, it's a powerful brain that can see that and go, oh, um, actually, he's been dead for years. It's me that's clicked into another dimension where Louis Anderson never died of a heart attack in 1997, causing his show Life with Louis to go off the air. I blinked too hard and now I'm in the Parmesan dimension. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> it's time to see what has been sent into. The hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at puntavista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah, That's the Punta Vista hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. That's the Punta Vista hotline. Ben, what do we got? Oh, I'm reading this one. Okay. Uh, Uh, You you put it in there. You put it in there. This is an email from Listener Matt, which I found absolutely fucking fascinating. And it reads as follows. Hello, Bunties. 
Every 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 plural sounds like <laughs> none of them are good. I, I mean, I appreciate you trying, but yeah, none of them work. Sounds like a hate word, dude. Yeah, it's not good. that's like a 1950 slur. For, I don't even want to try and guess what it might have been. Uh, I'd like to present a small selection of miniature nature corners, nature cornitos, if you will. I love that. Mm. Uh, from my time volunteering at Redacted Wildlife Park on work experience in my teens during the late noughties. Number one, not animal related, starting strong, <laughs> but the owner's son used to pick me up from my youth hostel in his sporty Jeep and pump a single album the whole time. Black Sunday by Cypress Hill. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> it ruled that he was Fuck. the coolest guy on earth to be. That album fucking whipped so hard. What a strong opener on that uh, on that album. Fucking I Want to Get High, track yeah, number one, so, right? Slow mm. Burn. Beautiful fucking song. Uh, number two, the echidnas were covered in ticks. Every day we would flip the echidnas, a delicate art, form relying on surprise and finesse, and expose their weird underbellies, which invariably housed several horrible ticks. If you missed one, the next day it would be the size of a five-cent piece. Jesus Ironic. Christ. Oh, because the echidna's on the five-cent piece. The echidna's on the five-cent piece. That's right. I get it. I get it. Uh, we had to put the ticks in a tube of toxic paste to kill them, because otherwise they don't die. Hell! Oh, God. Okay. Uh, number three. The common wombat was lovely, basically a dog crossed with a paperweight. Uh, she would get in the way of my rake, so I would scratch her back with it. If I sat down, she would climb all over me. Aww. Oh. The northern hairy-nosed wombat, on the other hand, was aggressive to the point of being malicious. The more experienced staff would have to trick it into going into its fiberglass burrow, where they would close it behind a, steel, a heavy steel gate. While I raked the enclosure, it would stare at me and try to grind through said steel gate with its rodentine incisors. <laughs> there was a decent groove in the metal where it did this. Oh. Damn. Maybe that's the wombat that deserves to get hit by a car, you know? Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. If I- yeah. No, sorry. I'm just... Uh, look, honestly, at this point in my life, the vast majority of my encounters with wombats are... Right. Seeing them uh, comically on their back with all four paws up in the air. Oh, the, the only one that I've ever seen outside of a zoo, that all of them have been dead by the side of the road. They're like yeah. Australia's hippos where you think they're going to be a nice, cute, friendly animal, but they're nice. in fact a killing machine that wants to destroy yeah. anything. In but they want to squash you to death with their ass inside its burrow, yeah. is my understanding. <laughs> yeah, horrible beasts. Uh, number four, if during a saltwater crocodile feeding show the presenter is attacked, you should rush in and stick a broom handle in the animal's face several times. It will let go and bite the broom handle. If, alternatively, the presenter is attacked during a freshwater crocodile feeding show, the above method will cause the animal to bite down harder and roll violently, likely no. severing the trapped body part. <laughs> Instead, you should jump on the crocodile's back and stick the broom under its neck before gripping the handle on either side of its head in a configuration akin to what is known in wrestling as a master lock. Beautiful. I um, know this because I, a fat teenager, was made to spot for both of the above feeding shows and give this information immediately before the presenter, the Cypress Hill Jeep son, entered the enclosure. <laughs> oh my God. I may be mixing the species and methods up. Gentle bunties no. do not spot for a crocodile feeding show based on this information. <laughs> okay, let's oh let's let's try and figure this out. Um, yeah. Oh, you want to make a mnemonic? Yeah, if uh if the water is fresh, face poking's the best. Horrible rhyme, but go on. It's all I've got at this point. Not ideal. Uh, You've got to go with the normal construction, which is of, of course, uh, if fresh water it be. Oh, okay. 
a face poking for he. Yeah. <laughs> if salt water at art. Uh, Master lock uh, with all your heart. There we go. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. There you go. And unless Matt has gotten it wrong, Would remember that for the rest of your life. Hey, 50 50 chance. That sounds right. Uh, we don't have Theo here to double check the math, so no way of knowing. Uh, number five, the wedge-tailed eagle despised blonde women and would absolutely <laughs> hammer into the wire of its huge aviary whenever one walked past. Broads, am I right? <laughs> now, I think, according to the wedge-tailed eagle, yes. I think right. Matt's being ironically sexist here, so please do not cancel Matt, who so far... Arguably one of the more entertaining letters we've ever received. Yeah, loving it. <laughs> and written. We're being very genuinely well well. sexist, by the way. We mm. are very sexist. Hate women. No, that that's us. We can't attribute that to Matt though. No, we can't, Matt's we can't not put being that sexist. on here. No, but we are. That's just us. Yeah. I was taught this behaviour from the Eagles. The birds. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, number six, male koalas are big, rotten, piss-smelling demons with empty red myopic eyes. I was constantly pushing them away from my feet with anything at hand as they zombie-like tried to climb me. Mm. Huh. Yeah, that seems fair. Anyway, what did you all do for work experience in year 10? Or is that only a Victorian thing with love from Matt? I did not do any kind of work experience at all because I don't think Harvey Bay had enough jobs going around for anyone to do work experience because of our very, very low employment rate. About you, Al? Do you do work experience? Yeah, I worked in a guitar shop for like Sick. a week. Uh, prime music. Oh, I fucking hated it. They made me go get the coffees, and I would just like I was a fucking shithead. Kid. <laughs> so like you know, I fucking hocked Lucas into those fucking. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like I think when I realised I wasn't going to get a job out of it, I was like. Pfft. Losers, this is which, what you which get. everyone is realizing immediately in doing work experience. Totally. Lucy, did the you uh, do work experience? Did you do work experience? I did. I Are you asking the, me or telling me? No, I Likely just because I, <laughs> I just knew that I hated it. I was trying to think of what I did. I did it. I was trying to think of what I did. I did it at yeah, the pharmacy. pharmacy. Small town. There was like nothing in my interest to do. So it was just like, God, oh, just, yep. Did I'll they let you try any of the pills did. you wanted? No, I just had to like stick labels on the pill packets. I should have stolen heaps yeah. of them. You know, you I don't think I knew drugs, what, what was good there. Yeah. Could have had a different You would have been so popular if you just like walked out with like 20 <gasps> Xanax. Yeah, yeah, true. No one was. Yeah. That's true. No. no one was doing that shit there. I would have taken any pill anyone oh, gave yeah. me in year 10, being like, hey, I think this is like a boner pill. I'd be like, great. Sweet. Let's, Let's rock go. this boner. You have this for your fits? Sweet, I'll try that. <laughs> oh, now I can't get off the floor. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um... <laughs> it's doing. What about I... you, Andrew? I always liked cooking, and so I did work experience as a chef. Yeah. Awesome. Um so like in a in a sort of in a hotel in Canberra and it sucked very bad cuz they were just like you should um like peel these 10 million potatoes and mm. just you know do all the shitty stuff. Um almost like work experience is just some kind of free labor bullshit, you know. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And the things I remember were um one of the chefs being like, this is how you Julienne something. 
Right. Now, julienne these beans or whatever the fuck. And I've never heard of a julienne bean in my entire life. Yeah. And me going, okay, I'll give that a go. And then like, oddly enough, not having, say, the, the knife work of an experienced chef in a professional restaurant and having a go at that and then him coming back after a bit and being like, you fucking call this julienne? <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. It's pathetic. And I was like, okay. You ribboned <laughs> these beans. They're not julienne at all. You, show, you showed me. Um, so, yeah, just generally all the dog shit jobs. And then one of the jobs was to just like grate many, many kilos of cheese for putting on pizzas. And while I was grating one of these many kilos of cheese I got my hand on the grater and I took a big chunk of my skin off <laughs> and I couldn't find the skin in the cheese oh dude that rocks <laughs> and I just put that cheese on the pizzas no no yes someone's no. eating your thumb I was <laughs> like someone's, someone's, the world. someone's getting an extra chewy piece of cheese tonight oh mm, that's mm, so mm, nasty yep no one was like why is your hand bleeding maybe stop working with the cheese oh god you know? no no um and I tell you what, though, it was educational in the sense that I came out of that and I said, fuck being a chef. Yeah, dude. Um, and I think that that was probably the right choice because at this yeah. point, you know, I still I really enjoy cooking. And part of what I like about cooking is like sitting down with people and having and a meal with them and, like, to them. Yeah. Yeah, and seeing them go, "Ooh, this is really good and talking about it and having a nice little experience together. Whereas like seeing what it's like working at a chef is that you just you just work away at stuff and you just push it out of a little hole in the side mm. of the kitchen and you don't see shit you don't hear shit you just do your thing and then you fuck off at the end of it you know yeah then you sleep all day uh, not before getting incredibly drunk between 11 to 2 a.m yeah <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Dude, and you're also so doing these like weird split shifts where you've done the morning shift and you're doing the night shift so you've gotten drunk between those yeah. two and then also afterwards Mm. I worked I in kitchens to, um, for ages. It, it it is demoralizing work, and uh, kind of same as you, Andrew. <laughs> where I was like, I love cooking. I could do this as a job, and then like just realizing, like you know, maybe I got lucky with the f first couple of places I worked at because they were owned by mates or whatever. But then like you go work somewhere else, and it's just tell upsetting. <laughs> yeah. I it, it really seems to me like, and I don't know if this is sort of changing at this point, by all indications it's not, but it seems to me like one of the workplaces with the most ingrained case of, well, I was bullied really hard when I was coming up and now it's my turn. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, yeah. It's, it's part of the culture of professional kitchens to be like, no, you have to just fucking try to absolutely destroy the will of everybody underneath you. Yeah. Um... Which, you know, I don't think is a super great work environment. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's why everyone should get a job podcasting. That's, That's right. right. The only true profession. <laughs> Real yeah, profession. Right. Just talk to your friends. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, Al, where can people listen to yours? Oh, uh, I think on the iTunes app, on Spotify. We were doing other services, but I think it's now just... The big ones, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think we had Stitcher for a bit, but I don't know. Hey, but it might still be on there. It might knows? still be there. Oh, because we, yeah, we yes. could be on there. I have no idea. 
Yeah, exactly. We genuinely don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, most places that you get them, the good ones, your, your, your mom and pop podcasting stores. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, uh, uh, but no, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm a big Apple head, so you can catch me using the Apple's podcast whilst Sean <laughs> loves Spotify and he does, gets it on his Spotify. Hey, shout out to a friend of the show, official Apple ambassador, Phoebe Paradise. Yeah, I know, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How fucking wild is that? Yeah. Um, our executive producer, Phoebe, she is like the fucking, the true brains behind the podcast and is the one who, um, like her and Sean are just a fucking power duo, man. She's uh, a part of Australia's campaign for Apple and has a featured... Yeah. artist it's it's fucking amazing she's she's crazy she's so good it, it, and well she, she didn't tell us the whole time so because she she yeah she had to sign an nda about it so like uh she, yeah she was just going through all of these things and we were just like oh no she must be so stressed out right now and then to have the apple stuff going on and just not being able to tell anybody like she's the best uh yeah rocking i unbelievable admiration for that woman she's an insanely talented artist I know phenomenal woman the best check out the art of Brisbane's Phoebe Paradise Mm. who is uniquely chronicling the character of this wonderful city Uh, very 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 talented artist yeah fucking dope I think we're gonna get a try and get a shirt designed by her I think yeah I was gonna say I'm bloody I'm fanging for a Phoebe Paradise shirt which you can find at phoebeparadise.com yeah and, uh, and uh, you can find us on like the internet at <laughs> on the internet <laughs> at, uh, find us online. Yeah. Please, check it out. please just Google "Take a Look Around" podcast. That's right. Google "Take a Look Around" podcast, and you will find everything that you need. Yeah, exactly. That that's need. that's pretty much it. At Instagram, no, at Take a Look Around Pod on every social media. Beautiful. We love to see it. Al, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're thank all... you for having me. Oh, it's a, as a long-time it. listener, we love it. first-time caller, it's very, uh, it, it, it's <laughs> it's it's a very full circle-y uh, uh, deal. I'm very much like, oh wow, this is nice. <laughs> You're like, hey, I know these guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've heard like, these guys before. Oh, hey, dude, and like when you and Ben were like, yeah, we'll come and do your podcast. I was like, well, oh my god. This is the big leagues, guys. We gotta look. Oh, dude, your, your podcast like is so much right better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. Your podcast is much much better prepared than ours. It's mm. true. Uh, well, that's it for us. Check out, take a look around on all of the places where you find your podcasts. Probably uh, check out Phoebe Paradise at phoebeparadise dot com. I'm at Twitter and, uh, uh, at Acapuco underscore golf underscore golf. <laughs> sorry. Uh, golf. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Acapulco golf. I uh, unfortunately, after having an account for eleven years, got banned by tweeting death threats at the state of origin last year. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Um, who are you threatening to kill? Uh, I had was like, it Gus Gould? Uh, I had a, a sizable amount of money on what I thought was a sure thing, <laughs> and, uh, and was in a rage. But <laughs> sure, look, that happens to all. Of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now Sometimes you can find you me at Acapulco Golf. So beautiful. 
God bless all of you perverts. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much, Al. And Thank we will you so see much, everybody guys. else uh, next week or maybe on the next episode if you're a bloody Patreon subscriber and you mm. like to get some little midweek mm. treaties, you know? <laughs> Jesus That's Christ, right. calm down. Whenever we put them out, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Ben knows. Thursdays and Sundays, mostly, unless I'm sleepy on Thursday and then it's Friday and Sunday. <laughs> there you go. And unless I'm busy on Sunday and then it's Friday and Saturday. You never, never know. Monday. You just never know with us. Keep you on your toes, you know? I'm, I've got shit going on, all right? Don't fucking pressure me. <laughs> That's right. Shop.buntavista.com. Get yourself a shirt. You know you bloody want to. Bye. 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 Bye.